conditioned to exist only until they inevitably become perpetrators. Guilt and innocence is a matter of timing. So tell me, Rico, what is the meaning of life? It Welcome to the Filmwork Podcast. We are back for another comic book movie retrospective. Two films today, and I have Ben Pegley with me. Hello. Hello, Stephen. How are you doing, mate? And what are we talking about today? Um, we're talking about Judge Dredd and Indeed. Dredd. Mega City Municipal Code 213, willful destruction of property, that's two years. Code 310, illegal possession of assault weapons, five years. Code 457, resisting arrest, 20 years. And Code 3613, the first degree murder, Mr. Judge. I guess, life. Well, I would imagine people are familiar with them, but we'll start with the 1995 Five, yeah. Stallone vehicle, directed by Danny Cannon, who was new kid on the block, British director. I think he'd done a film called The Young Americans with Harvey Keitel, mm. I think before this. They got him a little bit of recognition, and then he landed this job. Since then, I think the only film I've seen of his that he did was a film called I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Yes. In 98. <laughs> Not even the first one. To be completely fair, he did do a, a quite a good TV movie called Phoenix with Ray Liotta, mm. which I quite liked, which was a, a, a sort of moody, noir thriller, yeah. which I will direct people to. But sticking with this, yeah, this is clearly a, a Stallone vehicle, but I, I mean, I saw this at the cinema. I was at college at the time. Yeah. Did you see this one on the big screen? I did, yeah. 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 A, a highly impressive cast, Armand DeSante, Diane mm. Lane... Joan Chen, Jurgen Prochnow, Max von Sydow, of course, yeah. among and obviously all the cameos that we get in there as well, from Ian Jury to uh, uh, yeah. who's the it was the bad guy from Lethal Weapon because he's in it for like ten seconds. Oh God knows. Yeah, I forgot uh, his name. Mitchell I Ryan, mean, thank you. Yeah. It's, it's his murder that yeah. they set Dread up with. Beg your pardon. You seem to have forgotten to mention Rob Schneider. I said great actors that are in this. <laughs> I deliberately left out fucking Rob Schneider. <laughs> but the sad thing is, is that we're going to have to talk about him because he's such an important part of this film. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, screenplay, uh, Stephen E. D'Souza of uh, Die Hard Commando and many other fame. And William yeah. Wisher, wasn't he the co-writer on Terminator 2? Uh, I don't know. I think he if was. You say so. Anyway, so yeah, this one's a bit of a mixed bag. So I think I I started worrying, literally in the opening scene when Dread steps off his bike and goes, yeah. <laughs> and being familiar with the character, I I figured out what he was saying. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> this could be fun. But this yeah. one's notorious for the fact that Dread takes his helmet off. He does, which is a big no-no, as far as the fans are concerned, because Dread never takes his helmet off. Although, to be fair, he does actually have his helmet off at the beginning of the, the next film. Yeah, he does. He does. To be more sort of accurate, he, whenever he has taken his helmet off the, the, in the comics, the, the image is either shadow or censored. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, so you've, you've never seen his face is what's more accurate. Yeah. yeah well, I should really ask you, have you read the... Uh, or did you read the... Uh... Yeah, I, I had a, I, I definitely had a brief. Um, I, I wasn't, I'm not a massive comic uh, sort of dude, you know. No, no, you know, so, I, so all my sort of comic book experiences, whether it's sort of DC, Marvel, or, or 2008 or anything like that, it, it is always fairly brief, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I did have a sort of brief, um, you know, thing with um, with 2008 um, back in the sort of early 80s, and uh, when Dred was still quite young, you know, 2008 was quite young. Um, and um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so it was it was definitely um, you know a, a sort of intense but brief uh, you know fling. Yeah, <laughs> loved it. You know, I mean, obviously the the character, uh, not just Dread, but I mean mainly Dread, but you know several characters from the from that uh, from two thousand eight mm. were you know sort of indelible. You know, became kind of uh, 
This one was definitely on my radar when it was coming out because yeah. Stallone was riding a bit of a high again because he'd, he'd uh, come back with Cliffhanger and Demolition Man, Demolition Man yeah. in the same year, 93. So it was like, yeah, he's doing sci-fi and it's dread. And I know, uh, but I, I, as I never read the graphic novel, I didn't really care here or there. I was just looking forward to the film being good. And I was reading up on it in the press as I was buying magazines and looking at the the, uh, the set reports and the trailers eventually when they came out in the cinemas and feeling fairly sort of like, yeah, this could be good fun. I don't remember what my initial response was. I remember I didn't hate it, but I also remember that I didn't love it. I think I came out with really strong mixed emotions about almost every aspect of the film, about mm. Stallone, about the supporting cast, about the screenplay, about the effects, everything, you know, there was good things about each of them, but there was also really terrible things about each of them, the worst yeah. of which being Rob Schneider. <laughs> so what was your reaction when you first saw it? Well, I first, uh, I think I first heard about it actually in the pages of, um, I think it was probably Performance Car magazine, weirdly, um, which oh, wow. I was a sort of avid buyer of at the time, and because they featured um, one of the vehicles from from the set of, of Judge Dredd, which was which was some kind of modified Land Rover or something, you know, and it was and so it was in there, and it was it, it kind of effectively became a, a sort of set report, and it was yeah. you know, obviously angled towards this particular vehicle, but that was you know it was that was where I first sort of heard about it, and I think um, you know initially. Uh, you know, I was quite kind of buoyant about it. Like you said, he, yeah, Stallone was definitely on a on a roll with with the uh, with Demolition Man and and um, you know Cliffhanger and all that. And uh, mm. I, I it, the, you know, I have to say, as as a fan, like I said, as a sort of you know maybe a brief fan, but as a as a fan and a sort of you know lingering fan of 2018 Judge Dredd, I, I, it did occur to me immediately, re- literally straight away, reading that. Um, Performance car, old car magazine article. Mm-hmm. Um, what are they going to do about the helmet? You know, what are yeah. they going to do? Is Stallone going to do a whole movie where you don't see his face? You know, I just can't see that happening. And of course, yeah, you know, um, I was right. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. They gave him blue eyes, though. They did, which is quite, very, quite, quite striking. I found. Yeah. yeah, and very, very built-up boots. <laughs> yes. I, I remember uh, friends who were familiar with, with it talking about it, but they were getting excited about the fact that they, literally they were trying to do everything in this film. They were showing you Mega City 1, they were showing yeah. you the Cursed Earth, mm-hmm. and you had uh, ABC robots, which are from another strip, if I yeah. N- yeah. Yeah. know ABC correctly. Robots, yeah. And then the Angel family, who is the, the, the people he encounters out in the Cursed Earth, the, the family who have Main Machine, the uh, brother Rico. I liked him a lot. I liked him Amanda Sante. Yeah, he 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 brought an a, a, an intensity and uh, quite a, a, a splendidly sort of uh, you know he he is quite mean in it and um, and yeah uh, yeah and menacing. Um, yeah, I also liked Max von Sydow uh, well, as the, great, uh, yeah, the, the 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 judge. Yeah, I mean there was definitely elements in here which which did get the, the fanboys excited. That I mean mm. the the ABC robot that um, Rico picks up in the junk store in the pawn shop. Um, you know, they it, they don't go as far as to, you know, confirm that it's Hammerstein. Uh, Hammerstein being sort of the main ABC robot in that strip. Yeah. Um, it hasn't got a hammer in its you know in one hand. So you know, but but the design of the robot. I mean, you stick you stick the war helmet on top of that robot, and you've got Hammerstein, and it's uh, yeah in terms yeah. of the look. Um, so it was quite exciting to kind you know, you know in terms of uh, anyone who who read the strip and who. Were, you know, into ABC Warriors to um, to see that. You know, but of course, it, then they completely balls it up by you know having this thing as a as a tool of evil. You know, yeah, <laughs> sort of, kind of. You know, it actually let me down because at one point it does actually shoot Rob Schneider about three times in the stomach. Yeah. At the end, and he still manages to climb on top of the fucker and rewire it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> As you do when you've been shot three times in the stomach. Absolutely. By a big f off gun, but never mind. What about the the design aspects of it? Did you like the way the city looked? Did you like the way the cursed earth looked? Well, were the I, vehicles yeah. looking okay? <laughs> I think there was. Um, then we can segue into effects. Yeah, there, there was there was a general. Obviously, you know, you've got to make decisions on in stuff like this when you know when you adapt a comic strip especially one that was born in the 70s into you know a, a 90s movie you've got to make decisions on what you're gonna 
yeah, keep uh, by you know, exactly the same what you're going to modify and what you're going to leave out entirely. And, and I think um, you know they did a lot of changes um, and which which were things, especially for like example, the the, the design of the helmet is, is is wrong. You know, it's completely different from the, from yeah. the strip. Um, yeah, that's a big deal to anyone who knows the strip, right, or knows the character. It's like it would be like doing Spider-Man's head differently or something, you know. Um, and But the other things which I thought were a bit less kind of important, they sort of took absolutely by, you know, exactly as, as they are in the strip, like the stupid great shoulder pads and eagle and, and all that, you know, <laughs> which just looked dumb in, 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 in a movie. You know, this, this is the trouble with this. This is the Wolverine factor, you know. This is the whole, yeah. you know, what do you expect, yellow spandex factor, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like they didn't really have to do that, and obviously, as we when we get to it, you'll you know there was a better way of doing it, <laughs> which we saw last year, you know. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I, I kind of didn't mind the design, but I did think it kind of set the whole thing up as being, you know, okay, this is a bit of a laugh, and of course, you know, it's a Stallone vehicle, clear and clear as a bell. It's it, it's not Judge Dredd first; it's Stallone first. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I think as I understand it, because I I've met a couple of the chaps that worked on the the outfits for the new film. Mm. Uh, I interviewed them on the podcast, and I think they actually admitted that it was the same company that did the the one in the nineties as well. So right. someone obviously came up with a, a better design. Yeah, well, I mean, it's more in keeping with with, with the sort of more gutsy a- approach to the story, isn't it? I mean, you can't yeah. you can't you can't imagine you know that story with the guy strolling around you know um, peach trees with with uh, with the fucking great gold you know, pads and crap on yeah. there. Um, now the story itself of uh, the plot of the, uh, the the evil twin who escapes. Did you think that was a, a good way to go for a, for a first film on Dread? Because um, not only are we getting into are we having that plot line, which is it's obviously very personal to Dread, mm-hmm. but it also it, uh, narratively it lets us it lets him take the helmet off because he's obviously being sent to prison. Yes. But at the same time, you're also coming in ha- almost halfway through a relationship because he's already had the relationship with the brother and judged him. Yeah. So we're getting the revenge tale at the same time, all in one go. And all the while, he gets set up with a kooky sidekick who can explain the plot to, yeah, as and when as needed. Yeah, I, I, I thought that um, it was a shame they, they didn't, you know, that, that it wasn't an origin story. Because that could mm. have been more interesting, or not not necessarily an origin story, but I mean, there, you know, there is, you know, Dread has the, has his history. You know, we, you know, yeah. anyone who reads the comics knows how how Dread and Rico were, uh, you know, sort of uh, test tubed up, and um, you know, I think it, it is a and it is a weird choice when you look at it to, to think, well, okay, so you've got this whole situation right off the bat where there's some brother of. Uh, you know, Dredd who's gone bad and who was a judge or something and, and you know, mm. so, and now he's out to kind of, you know, he's kind of in cahoots with the, you know, one of the, uh, the, the head judges and uh, blah, 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 blah. And you think, fucking hell, there's a lot of, that's a lot of sort of, you know, a lot of stuff to kind of, that's you right. know, get in there, especially if you don't know the, the character right after Yeah, that, you know? and the film is only, it's, it's, it's only like, 90, well, what was it, 96 minutes long, so it's not mm. even a long film. Mm. Yeah, no, there's a lot ploughed in, and a lot of supporting characters that barely get a look in. I can barely remember Diane Lane, and I, but I remember she's in it throughout. Yeah, but I can barely Joshua remember Shane. her, and I really can barely remember Joan Chen, who just sort of comes in as a sort of a sidekick to Armand Asante. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah, you barely hear from her at all. And she she was quite a name back in the back at this time. She was doing a lot of genre films, mm. and this was the best role she could get at the time. It was a that was a bit of a shame. Yeah, I mean the the Hershey character was kind of you know, uh, I mean, yeah, Judge Hershey is is obviously a significant character from the from the comics. Yes, and um, you know, they they kind of rendered her in this film as you know a Stallone's love interest. You know, I mean, she that's really all all she's there for. And you know, and he gives her a big snog at the end in that true sort of you know leading. Well, male. well, she kisses him, and he oh, sort of well, looks yeah, a bit well, bemused by old, doesn't he? Well, I don't know. I, mean, I can't. He gets really, yeah. back on his bike. It's, it's all a bit sort of you know. Yeah. Here's the end of the film, and we're wrapping. It's very Stallone, you know. Where he, it's the end of the film. This is the oh, I've got a che- couple of cheesy lines, and then I'm going to get on my, my, <laughs> my lawmaster and you know, yeah. Um, take off. Um, yeah. So you know, and of course, I think. I mean, I'm not. I can't remember exactly, but I think you know. Um, 
uh, I think Hershey is a is a chief judge. You know, in in the in the comics, she's like pre you know um, pretty yeah. high up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's odd. Um, but you know, the, the, you know, I guess these things the, these aren't the worst crimes that this film commits I have to say yeah <laughs> well do tell <laughs> well you know I mean it's just I, I think the idea you know it's 2000 AD was uh, you know Judge Dredd strip in particular was always uh, you know it was kind of on the on the um, the leading edge of kind of that move into a sort of more violent you know more openly violent sort of right wing you know Comics, you know, stuff that was happening in. I mean, you know, you, you sort of imagine that this is, you know, in '77 or when it, or thereabouts. You know, you're, you're looking at, you know, the sort of stuff that you know Spider-Man and Superman were getting up to were probably, you know, not really the same kind of thing. And uh, I think yeah. most people who had any any awareness of of, of Judge Dredd, you know, were, were were probably expecting something a bit more tough, you know, and um, yeah, and and uh, I think. The film is not. I mean, it, it's not kiddie friendly. There's some. There's. There is some. You know, it, it is that, that the bit, especially with the um, with the ABC warrior, where he tells uh, where Rico tells him to pull uh, old Jurgens uh, apart. You know, um, mm. Judge Griffin. Is that's pretty nasty. I mean, you don't. It's not hugely graphic, but it's not. It's not kiddie friendly. So. Oh yeah, you see blood hitting the floor. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty yeah. vicious, and the, and the and the robot is 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 proper menacing. I mean, they did I think they did a good job in creating in, in realizing the thing, but yeah. um, but uh, yeah, overall the impression, especially with with Schneider just doing his thing, and and, and of course with, with Dredd re- reacting to Schneider in that way that he would, you know, with the sort of deadpanning and or, or whatever, you know, the kind of looks that he gives that he does you know the standard Stallone reactions to other people being funny um, you know it all kind of serves to undermine you know the, the, the kind of the dreadness of it you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> no I wholeheartedly agree I I'm not actually going to spend that much time talking about Rob Schneider I mean I've, we, we touched on this film very briefly when we did our Stallone retrospective did, yeah. and I bitched about him there and yeah. you know the, the guy's bugged more people than J. Edgar Hoover as <laughs> simple yeah. as that <laughs> no he, he he's just crap and he is just very annoying um, but you know from the get go when you watch this film if someone was to watch this film who's not seen it after listening to us talk about it they'll just know straight away that alright I'm going to be stuck with him till the end mm. basically so it's a matter of what can you salvage from it that's good. And there's moments, there's action beats that I quite like. Do you actually like the drama between the two brothers, especially when they come together at the end and Rico's trying to get him to join him? Yeah. I did enjoy that, that sort of stuff. Anytime Armando Satney was on screen, I was pretty happy. Yeah, I was well, very he, impressed like I said, what he, he did. He does bring in intensity, and I think he, those scenes that you're talking about are definitely the sort of high points of, of the of the drama in terms of the, you know, the on-screen you know um, um, f- friction between characters, uh, something that you can actually sort of get your teeth into. And he, he's yeah, he's definitely good. I mean, they were they did um, what was it? It was Paradise Alley, was it? Or yeah, I think together um, before. And, All right. Yeah, um, which I don't think we covered in the Stallone thing. I'm not sure whether we did or no. not. Anyway. Um, yeah, and, and he yeah, he is very watchable and, and, and I think they they made a good uh, pairing as well, you know, for sort of physically. Um, and yeah, that you're right, those those are the best bits, you know, as, uh, uh, with all that. Especially when, when things start to go absolutely, you know, very pear shaped with the clones and, and, and um, uh, Judge Griffin realises that, you know, his little prodigy is completely out of control insane which you should have known already (laughs) uh, but yeah you know um, I think the thing overriding for me that 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 creates the the kind of lingering problem with this movie being called Judge Dredd is that it's it's kind of it's a Stallone action movie you know sci-fi action movie with with Judge Dredd and 2000 AD you know elements as a sort of framework for it yeah you know it's it's not you know even and that's even sort of considering that you know you've got a british director but there's mm. hardly anything it doesn't it doesn't have that feel about it at all you wouldn't know um mm. and you've got you know the the original strip writers um wagner and i can't pronounce the name Esquire, um involved in the writing as well 
you know, and I don't know. I, I think they were actually in, involved as well, rather than just kind of credited because they came up with Dread. All um, right. So that kind of really is sort of bizarre, you know, and because um, it's bizarre because the film comes across as you know an American Stallone, you know, sci-fi action film. You know, it could be Demolition Man, but it's not. It's Judge Dredd. Yeah. You know I mean? Um Whereas the, the 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 character in the comic book is so sort of quintessentially a British take on an American style, you know, character. You know, this kind of yeah, yeah. Of character. So so all that none of that is in it. You know, none, none of yeah. that makes it. Yeah, the other things that I sort of quite liked, what I've mentioned already, really, is, is the cameos you get, the small parts, even James Remar at the beginning yeah. as a sort of little mini villain that he takes out at the beginning. That sort of stuff I quite like as well. And the soundtrack I remember wasn't too bad. I remember I bought the soundtrack. This is the 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 song compilation soundtrack. Right. I remember the Cure did a song. They were done the Crow the year before. Yeah. Uh, and this year they did a, a a song for Dread, Judge Dread even. Uh, it wasn't very good, but <laughs> I don't well, I mean, pick, pick up the soundtrack. was he- heading towards the end of that whole kind of ma- massive rock, rock or pop soundtrack. Yeah. You know. This one was a nice blend of different genres because you have things like Left Field on there as well. I remember that. Right. Um, so it wasn't just all metal or rock or industrial. No, it was. It's definitely missing its teeth. And you yes. look at that scene where Rico breaks out of the prison. He's being uh, faced with by the warden. And if you remember rightly, in that scene, getting in and out is all to do with uh, I think it's voice recognition. That's right. And Rico takes him out by because he's basically been given a gun that's hidden yeah. in this package that he's been given, and he shoots the guy in the throat. And they go, so the guy can't speak. So the guns then turn on him. Yeah, and I remember th- I remember watching that going. Oh, if this was an eighteen, we might have saw some uber violence. Yeah, might have been some Ed two hundred nine action. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. And <laughs> you, if this film had that throughout, it would be miles better. Yeah. That and get rid of Rob Schneider, um, which could easily be done because when you think about it, he doesn't really serve that much purpose other than to just annoy us. Yeah, um, he doesn't really drive the plot anywhere. He's just basically falling around. But I think if you were just falling around dread and he wasn't talking to anyone, you'd still figure out what he was up to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he he's just he is just there to sort of for exposition yeah. and 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 comedy. Sort yeah. of, you know, Having said that, the the in the new dread film that we'll we'll move on to shortly, he has an accomplice with him, and again, a lot of it can be explaining setting up the world that that they live in, but it's done in a much much better way. Whereas this one is just done for broad comedy and laughs. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Which is okay. You know, I mean, even, you know, Schneider, um, you know, uh, accepted, uh, uh, you know, it's okay if it's Demolition Man. I mean, that's that's Sandra Bullock in, in Demolition Man. You know, I mean, she's really there to, to be pretty and to, to say funny things, which she does both very well. Um but yeah, that. It, but it, it just—it's just that that is the the bottom line that you keep coming back to, which is this idea that that none of that is is relevant in the in the story about Josh Dredd. I've got a question about his one-liners. You might know this. I mean, obviously we know. Well, I say one-liner, catchphrases, or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. I am the law is probably the one that's the most famous. Yeah. Is one of them. I knew you say that because Stallone kept dropping that line throughout the film, and it was really bugging me. <laughs> and it's and he, I think he, that's what he says just before he electrocutes Mean Machine. He's like, you know, any final words? I mean, and he goes, Wah! and he goes, I knew you'd say that. And then uh, yeah. that's uh, it because when he goes to arrest Rob Schneider at the beginning, he was like, what do you say? And he's like, not guilty. And he's like, I knew you'd say that. Yeah. I, I was like, is that from the comic or is that just them trying to be cute? <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not aware of it from the comic. But then again, yeah. like I said, my my you know relationship with it was was fleeting you know uh, and, and back in the early 80s so it's kind of you know I, I'm not a, an authority to, yeah. to say does he say uh, judgment time does Stallone say judgment time in this one I don't know whether he does or not really. I can't remember because I know Carl Urban does it and when he drops it it's beautiful yeah um, anything you want any things you want to wrap up this one with <laughs> well I, I, obviously we've kind of we've we've kind of rained down the pain on, on it a little bit and, and mm-hmm. I, I would like to say that that Accepting all of those things, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I, the, you know, there is still, there is still value in this movie. I think I, I, you know, I wouldn't write it off, you know, and I, and I, and I wouldn't ever say, oh, God, I just never want to see that again. You know, <laughs> it, it's one of those movies that you can watch, you can enjoy, and you know, if you can kind of do the same thing that you do with Jar Jar when you watch Star Wars, 
Uh, fast to, forward to Schneider. You, you can you can sort of you know tune him out a bit and 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 enjoy the the the, the bits that they did get right, which was you know. There's, you know the, what? Now that you said that, I wonder if someone's done a fan edit. Like oh, with yeah, episode one, edit. someone uh, must have done a fan edit and just edit because that would be so easy to do. Yeah. Because those scenes could just come right down. Yeah. And it's literally just who's the fucking mute next to Stallone that suddenly appeared in this film? And, so, and, and someone could CG a helmet onto Dread at all times. Yeah, <laughs> and someone and they could just have uh, Schneider get shot by this robot and then die. Yeah, that's it. Just don't have him back again, and just, yeah. and just have the thing conk out like it's run out of batteries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I think there's there's stuff there's there is stuff to to like in in the movie. I think I'll tell you what, if it was on telly and I and I was sort of slip, flipping channels, yeah. Depending it. on what scene I turned it on to, if, if if Snyder was there, obviously I'd just keep fucking rolling. But if it was on any other scene, then I might actually stop and watch. Yeah. So I think you're right. There there is value here to be had, but I would prefer to watch it on disc so that I could what hit fast forward. Yeah. Which is what I'd do, but you know, I'd I'd watch the the, the bits in between. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what? what but I wouldn't go out and buy it. I mean, it's it's a toe in the water, isn't it? It's like, okay, here's a first attempt to bring Dread to 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 the big screen, and okay, so they got some things right, they got a lot of things wrong, and mm. you know, I mean, it, it did okay, didn't it? I mean, it, I, it was a quite, it wasn't a, a cheap movie either. It was pretty high. It was like budget. ninety million, but it took a lot. It took over a hundred. Yeah, so but it was okay. expensive. I know it was more expensive than a new one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, much. Yeah, but um, mm. but you sort of think that they, sh- you know, they should have had had perhaps had the confidence to follow up with with you know uh, an- another stab at it, which was you know um, which kind of addressed all those things, but obviously it didn't didn't happen. Um, but you know, as a, as a toe in the water and a kind of first attempt, it's like, well, you know, you can watch it, and and okay, so it's probably better for people who don't know the comic or the character. Yes. Uh, than people who do. I mean, that's that's a given. But um, you know, but we really deserved better. <laughs> yes, we did indeed. It has an eighteen percent approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which, is, which, <laughs> I, which I think is actually. I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's eighteen percent. No, I don't think it's that, that bad either. I think it's. I think it's better than that. But it is. Uh, well, I I would probably. I think on an average day, give it two. I certainly wouldn't give it any less than that. Yeah, but it'd be I'd lucky say if it two, gets two more. And a half, yeah. yeah. Um, well, shall we move on to the most latest one, Let's which has it. its own set of tragedies about it? You know how often we get a judge up in peace trees. Well, you got one now. She has control of everything. Levels one to two hundred. This is Mama. Somewhere in this block are two judges. That's not good. I want him dead. We're gonna have to go through him. Fire! Inhabitants of Pinch Trees. This is Judge Dredd. This block operates under the same rules as the rest of the city. Mama is not the law. I saw this in 3D on the biggest screen on Leicester Square at the Empire Cinema, and uh, I've got to say this is the first time that I think I saw 3D that I was like, actually, that looks pretty good. That's kind of working for me. Yeah. And uh, again, it's all relating to the slow-mo effect that they've got going on. Sure. This was a much better entry to the character, I think. It was more... They've sort of redesigned it a bit so that it's a bit more realistic, 
compared to the world that we live in today. I mean, they shot down in, what was it, Johannesburg in South yeah. Africa. Yeah. So you've got all the shanty towns, but then they've also CG'd in all the augmentations on top of that, the, the mega blocks, yeah. and just the, the, the economy of how they set up the society in the opening sequence was wonderful, I thought. And, and then bang straight away you're introduced to the character he's putting his, his gear on you can see the helmet going on the head and then out he goes on patrol and you get him on solving a, a crime that's being committed there and then yeah and you're just waiting because again this film is not long this is a it's sort of a 95 minute film again but it is 18 rated yes. in the UK so what's that R for America or oh, NC-17 yeah. whatever the hell they call it you know the, the one for proper adults with proper violence and proper gore oh, NC-17. but it has a bit of subtext to it as well which is good and they've got a dread who can carry the part who has a decent looking outfit including helmet and keeps it on for the entire movie I don't know I can't say enough good things about this film because I've watched it this is the film that I saw last year that I think I've now watched the most right, after yeah. having owned it I've mm. watched this I watched this a lot mm. and in the past weeks because I think when we were talking about doing this one together I put it on and watched it Yeah. and then when we were talking about doing it this week I put it on and watched it again yeah. and then I watched it again last night yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not bored of this film it gets no. better for me every time I watch it and I think when I first saw this I, I was impressed but I didn't come out going yeah that's you know this is probably going to end up one of my favourite action films I think hmm so I'll see if I can find some things to nitpick at as we go through it. But yeah, it, it's it's made an impression on me, but one that's sort of grown yeah. stronger as yeah. I've watched it. Yourself? Uh, yeah, I would agree. <laughs> um, yeah, I th- there's no fat on this film. That's 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 the thing. I know they, 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 whoever whoever conceived this, you know, the the, the you know the whole conception of, of of how to make this film yeah. was. You know, it seems to me when you you know when when you look at it and you look at the budget as well and you look at where mm. they filmed it and you look at you know who's in it and all the rest of it. Um, you know, there's half the budget of the last film. It's half literally the half budget, the budget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you, uh, well, that's in un- unadjusted dollars as well. I mean, you know, you, mm. you adjust the ninety-five dollars to two thousand twelve dollars, and it's probably less than half. Oh, um, God, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, you, there's no fat on it, and you, so you kind of you get the impression, distinct impression like immediately. I mean, I, I got this like straight away from from coming out of the pictures that this is a movie that has been designed around the budget. It's like what what we what we got to do is yeah. you know you got we cannot let this budget make this movie uh, you know not we got to make it work for it. You know, turn lemons into lemonade. You know, and and and, and it really does a, such a terrific job of doing that because um, they had no idea if it was going to take in the market and mm-hmm. that's the tragic thing as I mentioned is that in the end it didn't no. for reasons you know we can discuss as when we get to it but you're perfectly right they had to design it around right we need to have very few sets to build very few locations to go to somewhere cheap to shoot mm-hmm. and with a cast that's not going to cost an, an arm and a leg mm-hmm. and I think they cast the film very well, very well. Mm-hmm. in all of the key roles yeah. a villain or a good guy or bad guy I think they did a, an amazing job of that and it was uh, Alex Garland who wrote this who uh, writes a lot for Danny Boyle that's right yeah he wrote 28 Days Later didn't he that's right and Sunshine uh, yeah. I think he's done a, a lot of the stuff post the, the sort of the, the British trilogy when they first started with but one of the producers is, is uh, Andrew McDonald who was uh, Boyle's producer for a long time as well if not still is Yeah. but obviously they've got money in from various different companies along the way to get this made and it is it's just it, it's just it, an economical uh, script working at its best because it's basically they've gone with the let's go for a day in the life of dread yeah. so we don't have to uh, we don't have to bring in the uh, um the, the dead judges judge death or anything like that we don't have to go to the cursed earth straight away we can just show a few key shots of the city make sure they're done very well and then the rest of it we can do with all interiors mm. The tragic thing was that a film called The Raid came out earlier on that year, which had a very similar premise, right. which was um, which was really really good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, even when I saw The Raid, I was like, I think that's action film of the year. Now that I've seen Dread many more times than The Raid, I actually think Dread's better. But The Raid is a phenomenal film. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. uh, it's an outstanding piece of work. But they're very very different films. They just have a very similar premise. That's right. Yeah. But it's, it's amazing that there's a quite a, a regular thing that happens in London, especially at the Prince Charles Cinema, is that they'll have 
a double bill screening of the two films because of the similarity so it's become a bit of a, a sort of a fashion to watch both of them back to back and I can see why and the great thing is that they're both very very good films but again I will stress the point that they're very different but hey if you like your uh, your, your action uh, <laughs> 18 rated then uh, either one <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, the slow-mo thing um, I mm-hmm. thought that was an interesting sort of stylistic aspect to have in there and I keep thinking about it in terms of, well, how, what would that really be like if you had slowed time slowed down for you to a hundredth of a second? That's got to be almost impossible to work yourself. Yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> if you're in a gunfight and you've just done a hit... You... <laughs> well, it's are you like, aware yeah, that your muscles are moving? Or are you yeah. like, come on, faster! Is your brain going quicker? Like, oh, fucking hurry up! <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of... Um... It reminded me a little bit of of the sort of uh, you know the uh, do you remember the um, the headgear stuff that they that they did in um, in Strange Days you know where yes. you, we put the gear on and you and this a squid yeah exactly and and yeah. you've got this idea of you being able to see your your own death from the eyes of your killer right well so the kind of you know in, insane uh, you know perversity of that and 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 kind of it sort of it sort of smacked of the same thing this idea of seeing your own death in incredible detail and slow motion you know <laughs> uh was just great and and of course again you know so they you know they they kind of came up with a, a way of you know depicting that which you know i mean i mean as people who you know gone to the cinema a lot seen a lot of movies and a lot of special effects and 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 all the rest of it it's it's really nice when you see something and you can honestly say well they i've not really seen that before you know that's kind of something a bit different i mean you know it's not it's not necessarily you know 100 percent nothing you've seen before but but there is definitely you're sitting you're sitting there going yeah, that's pretty cool, <laughs> you know. And the 3D worked with that as well. That they did work very well, nicely tied into the slow mo effect. With the, with the yeah, 3D. yeah, that works wonderfully. Yeah, I think again, it's another, it's another um, example of how the producers of the film used everything they had to maximum effect. You know, it's like we're not going to waste a load of money on some, you know half-baked idea or we're not going to waste money on, on a CG shot we don't need we're going to we're going to do you know we're going to okay we're going to blow some money on a really nice cityscape and that's going to look cool uh, and then we're going to blow some money on this slow-mo effect and that's going to look cool and doing the 3D all the bloods all that sort of stuff this you know it's incredible stuff and then we're going to you know and that's that you know and then we, we so we've got those and then now let's pile into the you know the meat grinding you know that and it just does it so well. When the plot finally kicks into gear, it's almost at the half hour mark before things really sort of start ramping up. Mm. And you've already seen so much. I mean, I just enjoy the, uh, the fact that straight off his first mission, you then get introduced to uh, Judge Anderson. Yeah. And then he knows that he's got to take her out and test her because she's failed her exams, as it were. Yeah. And I think his response is like, well, what was she yeah. doing in uniform? And he's like, it's not marginal if she failed. Yeah. Which I love about the character. Well, let's talk about the man himself then. How well did you think Carl Urban fared in the role? Well, um, I think that was one of the things that it was was a flip. It was a flip flop for me from the trailer. The, the yeah. trailer came out, and I was a little bit worried. You know, you were I, looking at his jawline, weren't you, Ben? It's <laughs> 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 literally uh, the only part of him you can see. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at it, and, and, and I was looking at the trailer, and I, and I, and I was a little bit. It was a little bit. Oh, I'm not sure. Oh, good. What are they going to do now? You know. Mm. Um, and I'm not really sure. Looking back and watching the trailer again, I'm. Not, uh, you know, it's it's hard to recapture that. You know what I was. You know, seeing uh, when it was just the trailer that I was aware of. You know, but yeah. But watching the movie, I came out. I came out of the movie. And I, I reviewed it, didn't I, for the site? Um, and, That's right. Um, um, yeah, watching the movie, the thing that that became like just immediately. Uh, uh, this this uh, feeling, this overriding feeling, was that yeah he was great as Dredd. You know he, he mm. that's that it was brilliant. You know he was he was perfect, and spot on. You know, <laughs> um, and it was the right amount of Eastwood. You know what I mean? I mean you you, you, yeah. you can't get away from that. I mean the the character itself was kind of a almost a yeah. sort of you know uh, a response to Dirty Harry and things like that and. 
you know, yeah, but but it, but it it's um yeah, he did a great job, absolutely great job. Um, can't say enough good things about him. No, no, I I uh, I totally agree. I think he was wonderful in the role. I hope he gets to have a second crack at it. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, I mean he uh, this guy, you know, just know knows how to act. He knew, he knew how to drop the lines, and I particularly, I well, I could just quote. <laughs> <laughs> But even when he got to the the, the key signature lines, he was yeah. very good. And because uh, he gets that, uh, when he says he literally addresses everybody in this block, uh, peach trees—that's what it's called. Peach trees, yeah. And just when he dropped the line, "Mama's not the law, I am the law," I yeah. just almost wet myself. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It is good. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, I think. Uh, that, that... But again, good, good, good script writing, and that's all down to Alex Garland. But I think that the director doesn't get enough credit because I know there was there was rumours of oh he got locked out of the editing suite I don't know if that's true or not but I think whatever the case may be the, the director Pete Travis has done a wonderful job and I don't know him from anything else um, yeah. no well actually everybody pretty much put in 110% for this one yeah I, I, you know I think it, it, it's a it's a really really good example of you know making a, a small budget work and, and, and mm. being really sort of zeroed in on a on a very specific um agenda you know it's like yeah. it's, there's no fat and it's and it's just all the way you know and it's like well uh, and i mean you know to to be you know to be frank if you if you if they had made this a pg13 movie they probably would have got more bums on the seats you know it's a, that's probably mm. true you know and and i hate that that's the case you know i mean it's some one of the, my real pet peeves of, of the the sort of film industry in, in hollywood anyway is, is that very thing that idea of that you know in order to get you know to, to do uh, something like that you know normally you'd have to water it down and pg-13 it out and or you know 12 it out in the uk and and, it, yeah. and and it's like oh man you know i mean it, it's that it's the robocop effect you know it's like the terminator effect you know first movies an 18 hard-hitting oh it's successful we'll do a sequel it's a 15 we'll do another sequel it's a pg you know, uh, that's crap. You know, I hate that. And and this idea yep. of, of someone managing to get enough dosh together to, to do a movie like this, and, and obviously not, because it's not a $100 million movie, there's no, you know, there's probably, there's there was obviously a little more freedom to, to, to go that, that, that route. Although I do, I had, I did read that there was, you know, pressure to not do that. Um, yeah. Which I'm sure there always is from, from the bean count. Well, I know the producers turned up at a film con I was at the year before it came out and they were talking about these things but they said we are adamant that we are doing an 18 rated dread this is definitely what it is going to be and they hadn't announced Carl Urban in the role at that time Mm. but they were saying we are definitely doing and everyone was like going woo yay and then you kind of think well where the fuck were all these people on opening day Sure, <laughs> but to be fair, Chris Journey and I were slagging off the trailers when they came out because the trailers weren't doing it for me. No, they didn't. Do and it I've not rewatched them since to see if I look at it and go, "What the hell were you thinking, Stephen?" Because the raid was stealing all the buzz. Mm. But and then when the re- reviews came out, some reviews were very sort of I wouldn't say crap, but they were lukewarm. Mm. And I remember one of the big magazines gave it three, but then on their podcast, the guy that reviewed it said, "Well, actually, in retrospect, I should have given it four and I thought yeah. that's a fucking shame that that wasn't in the print reviewers do affect what people go and see I think I'm not oh, saying it's their fault yeah. that the film didn't make money but at the same time you just kind of go I think that all the elements just conspired against the film in the end and it's such a shame because it does have a wonderful I mean it, it is clearly a cult film now it's got the status and they're th- and people are still trying to get a sequel made there's campaigns on the internet everywhere there's yeah. a quite a famous one on Facebook now make a dread sequel yeah yeah. And any time I see something on there, I always share it and forward it on. Yeah, yeah. I even too. posted a news link on the website about it because hopefully, if they get enough, you know, because I think the the disc sales have been pretty good. I don't think they've been astronomically good, but I think they've been pretty good so that they know there's if someone's willing to take the risk, it may be worth it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you never know. And I mean, you know, the, you know, the, a classic example of that kind of thing is something like the thing, isn't it? I mean, that bombed mm. at the pictures and and then you know did well on home video and and became. You know, a, a lot of people's, uh, you know, a big favourite of a lot of people, uh, you know, in terms of horror, horror movies or whatever, and, and sci-fi horror, and um, and you know, I mean, whether we, um, you know, we didn't really get uh, a good film out of it, but we did finally get 
the prequel. A fifteen rated prequel. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but 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 you know, the very fact that it exists at all is sort of testament to to yes. nothing to do with its its theatrical run and success. You know, yeah. So, what did you think about the the rest of the cast before we we end up um, like we're finishing I, off? I thought Anderson. Was, what did you think of her? Um, I thought she was great. I mean, I I, I didn't. I wasn't. I. I didn't recognise her in the role because she's blonde in the role. Right. Um, I didn't recognise her uh, as being, um, although I had seen her in Juno, um, and I'd liked her in Juno, but I didn't realise it was the same person because she looked very different, you know. And um, who is she? She's she's the Juno's friend, the the, oh, right. the, the, the main sort of girl friend in, in, in oh, Juno. Okay. She's, it's a yeah, it's a supporting part, but it's but she's good in it, you know. She's nice and and. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I I remember liking her in that, but I didn't realise it was the same gal. You know, because she looks very different. Yeah, and yeah I I thought she's great. I mean, the obviously the story is such that you know, um, you know, Anderson in in this is is not a judge, and she's not. There's no PSI division. There's no. You know, this is all kind of pre to that. It's kind of like setting that up mm. as a future thing, and uh, and you know, and they kind of set this. Um, you know this premise of her being on on a, on a special you know uh, uh, assessment under dread. You know, and um, I love the fact that the that that the the whole movie ends up being that assessment, <laughs> really. And um, and, and you know he um, and it, it really does hammer home this idea that the whole thing is just a snapshot in the life of dread. You know, this is like this was Thursday, you know. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? That that's that's the life of a of a mega city judge, yeah. um, rather than it being some kind of major, huge, great um, you know thing like like the Stallone movie where it's this kind of great big plot. And that's good because you haven't got some wacky psychic. You've got someone on the job with him who's yeah. learning the job. So yeah. that's the perfect way to tell it to the audience. Yeah. And 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 it, and there are laughs in there. You look at that bit where they when, when he makes her call out what they should happen to the homeless guy that's sitting by the doorway. Yeah. And then she says, you know, you should get however many weeks it is at the ISO cubes. But and then, but she said, but we should prioritise the job that Ron. He's like, yep, that's absolutely right. You, when, when we come back, you should not be here. Yeah. And then when they come back, he's still there. And he's like, right, I've warned you, get on your feet. Yeah. <laughs> and then that big door comes down and just splats the guy. Yeah. He just becomes a stain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor dude. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. God, I was just thinking then of the, the effect that they did of those skin dudes hitting the ground in the oh yeah oh man that <laughs> was great yeah like, there's splat. actually I have got I've got one complaint it's actually in the the opening action sequence uh-huh. and it, it's not it, it, this is how minor the bad is in my book mm-hmm. it's just after he's uh, activated the hot shot uh, yeah. and taken out that guy it's the girl that w- was being held hostage. It's because she's got a CGI effect in front of her, which is this guy dropping to his knees with his head burning out, and then he falls over. She's not quite looking at him. Oh, right. <laughs> and there's a kind of a blur on her as well, where it's like, oh, you can definitely tell that that was a, a plate that was shot differently. Mm. It's almost like she's being, she's a rear projection, and her acting isn't all that great. You'd think someone would be acting a little bit more shocked than what she is. I think she she, she misjudged the performance. <laughs> but again, yeah. it's a hard thing to do if, uh, if, if you're acting against nothing. But I, every time I, I see that, I don't actually look at the guy, which I should be, because that's where the effect is. Yeah. I'm always looking at her yeah. going, you're acting shit! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me, that scene always reminds me of the sort of similar one in, in Robocop, where, where the girl's being sort of, uh, you know, assaulted, and he comes yeah. along and sh- shoots, uh, shoots him in the nuts through the through a skirt, <laughs> and he's sort of you know I haven't you know, notified a rape crisis center and all that, <laughs> you know, yeah. all that. and she's just going ah, ah. <laughs> you know, completely sort of you know uh, uh, immobile you know um, um, yeah it sort of reminds me of that scene but and, and I yes I sort of think the same thing I sort of think yeah she's she's not sort of I I I think you should be sort of a bit more kind of quite, you, know, you know something than than just kind of. Mm. Just there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, I wasn't actually I wasn't a, a big fan of the ginger kid as well though the one Torments. the one with the eyes mm. who's uh, monitoring everything. I didn't understand him because he's he he's the one that spots them and reports it to her to Mama. Yeah. And yet he's the one acting all terrified and the one that Anderson lets go. Yeah. At the end, and I was like, fuck it, arrest him because if if it wasn't for him, you would have walked out fine <laughs> in the first yeah. place. Yeah. I think if any of the characters are, ha, have a slightly sort of confused, um, you know, 
being, you know, being, you know sort of. Uh, yeah. You well, you're led to believe that he's there against his will and he's just terrified. But I was like, eh, that's going a little bit too far. He was a little bit too eager to please there. But I thought, um, I, th- <laughs> I thought uh, that um, what's the face was great. Um, Lena Headey. He yes. Um, such an unexpected, uh, you know, can't be a casting as well. <laughs> you know, I know. Anyway. Such a very unexpected performance because she's very quiet and very nonchalant. Yeah. Right, proceeding. She very rarely raises her voice, and mm-hmm. I love that. I love just yeah, just the way she carried herself. But, but yeah, she's, no, no, she's she was very, very good. quite effectively menacing there as well. Mm. You know, oh, uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But very quietly. Yep. Give them some slow mo before you skin them. And chuck <laughs> them off the balcony. Right, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, she was very good, and I thought her takedown at the end was 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 brilliant. I think. Um, I, I wonder whether some people. Uh, who watched the movie didn't understand the the uh, you know the kind of um, technical sort of you know the whole thing with that with the with the thing she's implanted in her wrist you know on her oh wrist. with the bomb yeah the, you know yeah. where when Dred says you know, what's the range on that thing or whatever he says you know, he's like 50, 50 floors maybe or something <laughs> like that <laughs> so he chucks her down two hundred yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's probably some people saying going oh man why is he doing that it's good bomb's gonna go off as soon as he's out of range you know. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. Won't. And and uh, just to get uh, to appreciate some gory detail, when you see her face land oh. on the camera, yeah. you see it split open. Yeah, it's very quickly covered with, with disguised with blood, but you yeah. see that face splitting open. Yeah. And if you and if you look how far apart one side is from the other as it starts to spread out, you're like, whoa, that head is spreading across that ground. Yes, it's it's unpleasant, <laughs> but very effective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lit that I for me watching that it's a little bit CG-tastic you know I mean I, I, if it was if it was me I'd have got someone like uh, your man from Day of the Dead uh, you know uh, Tom Savini or someone like that yeah get Savini in because he would have <laughs> he'd have built some head that would I mean the thing is travel is he'd have done it in a way that they probably wouldn't have got past the um, the sensors you know it would have been so gruesome but um, yeah, well, it, it seems to me like like there's, and this is a whole another topic that I've kind of had discussions with, with with people over. But it seems to me that there's there's kind of a slightly different um, rationale for for the censorship of, of CG gore than than, than uh, in quotes real gore, you know, the kind of you know on set you know practical effects. Um, you know, it seems like you can get away with a bit more when it's kind of CG. You know, it's very yeah. odd. You know. Um, and and certain things like that, I think if you had done that as a practical effect, and you'd just seen that face split open, and you know, you know all that, I think I think it might not have um, might not have passed, you know. Um, or they'd have obviously had to sort of cut it uh, cut it back a bit. In fact, maybe they may have even had to do that, which is you know the whole blood spread, spreading out to obscure um, the the face. But that, you never know. There may have been a, a more gruesome sort of take on it, you know, where it was. M- you know, shown more, but yeah, who knows? But uh, yeah, uh, that's my only kind of slight, slight thing with that effect is that it is a little bit CG. Um, one of the other things I noticed watching it also um, recently um, on Blu-ray was I think some of the um, some of the other CG effects, some of the other kind of um, uh, blood effects, uh, impacts, and wounds and stuff that they they did do in CG and they and they pulled out into 3D. Um, I think when you're watching it in 2D, some of those stand out a little bit off the off the screen in in terms of being post applied, you know, rather than yeah, yeah, 100% believable as as a practical effect would be, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's you know the fact that I'm kind of talking about tiny little things like that is sort of. I know it is, isn't it? Yeah. I think about you know even most of the action scenes have always got something good going on, very mm. good going on in them. That Gatling gun sequence is great. And I love that it's got a great PS at the end of it where Dredd just grabs that henchman and just chucks him off the balcony. He just comes back through the mist, doesn't he? That's right. Throws the guy out yeah. right in front of Mama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of her main henchman. I was like, yep, good, like that. More of that, please. <laughs> yeah, and and one of the sort of things that's traditionally one of the things that could slow a, a movie down and, and also... Um, Possibly in, in other films, you could say is, is a bit something yeah, that could be a bit boring. Is it would be the um, the um, the scenes where Anderson's using her powers, you know, like the, yeah. the kind of um, 
the, when, when we're in his mind you know the, the who's the bad that's guy, right yeah the, 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 the bad guy um yeah um you know at, at, whereas at, actually how they did those scenes was i i thought was pretty you know was really good you know it was it was yeah yeah clever. yeah and, speaking uh, of her paris and she has a lovely little dramatic moment when she when they get in with that family and she realizes she's just killed the husband that's right that's of right, that woman yeah. and she's like oh shit yeah yeah yeah, nice little things like that, but again, that's that's something that that judge you'd expect to face on the job. Mm. It's, uh, tough decisions like that. So mm. it, it's good that she got plenty of moments herself. Yeah. Uh, as well as Carlo, but and then you got the, the the judges that come along later on. Uh, there's some decent action there as well. One mm. of them gets it literally in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there, there's all sorts of great stuff going on. It is. It's just really sad that the film just didn't hit. But there is, you know, there always uh, there's always updates on petitions going on. Apparently, even 2000 AD approved a petition, this uh, Facebook one that's going on at the moment. And I think Carl Urban himself earlier this year said that the film has found an audience, so yeah. the, the, a sequel is still possible. So I think we'd have to wait and see. But I think if they are going to roll ahead with this production team, with that actor, you'll hear something in the next six months. Yeah. To yeah. that effect. So because well, that's when yeah. all the sales will have settled definitely, and then they'll know what the fan reaction is like fully online by then. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, the film will continue to find more and more audience members as time goes on. But I think in terms of them uh, announcing or even going right, we're going to look for money yeah. to try and get a sequel done. Then we'll hear about that in the next uh, six months or so. And I hope they manage to do it because I think a sequel would be great. But it would be great. Yeah. Having said that. They will probably go for a similar budget than what they have now. I, I think they'd be very lucky to get a big studio behind them, giving them a hundred million budget or more, <laughs> to do a cursed Earth story or something science fiction even. So what's the? Because I think they said originally they wanted to do a trilogy, and the second one would be Dread and the Cursed Earth. Yeah. Could they pull that off in this sort of budget? No, I don't. Well, they'd have to do a lot of a lot on location. Yeah, I mean, you, which you, means Carl Urban running around in that outfit in the heat in a desert somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is the problem. I think you know, you sort of be careful what you wish for because you know the mm. idea is that I guess if you, you know, you wouldn't want to just kind of rattle off, you know, the same thing. You know, so you don't want yeah. another place. You know, building ship, whatever it might be, and and it's the same deal. You know, you know, bad right. you know, good guys got to get to the bad guys, take them out. You know, I mean. You don't want the same thing again, and yet, but yeah, and perhaps you want a different scope, maybe. But you know, you change the scope, you increase the scope, you increase the this um, you know, the, the required budget to make it you know effective, and, and so that's yep. a problem. Um, or if you were to somehow you know get this magical you know hundred million, hundred twenty million dollar big budget, you know, thing going. You know, then you are going to end up with PG thirteen. You know, you really are. You just are. It's not going to happen. It's you're not going to get a hundred and fifty, hundred million dollar eighteen movie that's as violent as the first one. So I just can't see it happening in, in the in the age that we live in. You know, because um, they're not going to make that money back. Um, yeah. You know, and that's what it's all about. It is all about that that mm. online, about the business of it. Um, I definitely put faith in Alex Garland because it was he was the one that was talking about the the trilogy ideas and I imagine the third one would mean that you'd get judged death yeah I hope I, I, that would be the, the one that, the, that a lot of fans would probably be looking for yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah definitely but no I hope they do and I will do all I can on this end to help them along the way <laughs> uh, which is, is just very little it's just basically keeping awareness going I think yeah, yeah. Uh, I think people just need to keep uh, getting uh, keep awareness going for anyone that's not seen the film what the hell are you listening to us for um, you should have watched it by now but no no. I, I'd encourage people just to if you haven't owned it and you liked it a lot go out and buy it the Blu-ray is uh, pretty good it is very good uh, yeah. the, the, the extras are uh, there's a few little like mini interviews here and there there's, yeah. no, there's no commentary or anything like that sadly no, it's a but bit the quality is very good yeah. and you get the 2D and the 3D version so you'll be well away yeah. definitely any closing remarks for this one then before we rate it well, I think this this movie. Um, I think we've said it already. This movie is 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 a tight, focused, violent adult movie. It it really does a great job of uh, of of bringing Judge Dredd to the screen. It's uh, 
it's very satisfying. There's you know there's no, there's no bulk on it. It's fast. It's not that long. It's great. Go get it <laughs> and make a sequel. Let's go. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's it's it just uh, it just it, I, I beg his belief really that that the situation is is as it is. You know, but uh, there we are. There we are. I highly recommend that even people that have that saw it and just even thought like, yeah, that was good enough, but I don't think it's that brilliant. I I highly recommend they check it again because I think mm. it gets better with every watch. Yeah, I, I, most folks I know who have have seen it, uh, uh, you know, are, are very, 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 um, you know, complimentary about it. Very, uh, you know, they they're very pro. Um, there's one or two, and I, I know Chris um, Bullman has, has kind of expressed some sort of some surprise at the sort of level of support. The, the film sort of generating amongst you know uh, you know various people that he knows, including us. You know, um, he he liked the film, you know, no doubt about it. But but he's not kind of, he, you know, I, I think he would probably put the raid. I know he liked the raid a lot a lot as well. He would probably put that you know, uh, you know half a star ahead. Um, yeah. Whereas I wouldn't. Um, I mean, yeah. The bottom line is that I, I I liked both movies, but I've seen this a lot and I've watched raid twice. Mm. So there we are. Hell, I might even end up watching this after we finish recording this podcast. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it is. I, could, I, could, I might actually just stick it on because I'm not at work tomorrow, so fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a short film. That's the other great thing is that it's not like, well, I, will I put this on? Uh, well, it's over two hours long, and do I? Do I not want to? It's literally like it's 90 minutes. Bung yeah. it on. Yeah, absolutely. On. Well, I am, I am a five star rating for this. Me too. Yep. It uh, yep, it's just it goes up and up and up in my estimation. So congratulations to them for making such a superb film, and I hope they get another one rolling. Indeed. But that's our thoughts on the Dread series so far. Hopefully, at some point in the years to come, to be continued. Indeed, I hope so.